Leafs fam, hockey fam, what is up? This is the Leafs Convo. I'm Norman James. Finally, an HQ winner, BT Dubs. Got it done last night. One of like 17,000 winners on that big game where pretty much everybody used their extra life to win. But that's okay. 16 cents in the HQ bank, baby. I'm on the board. Mike Augello standing by. He and I are going to talk about Lou Lamorello going to the New York Islanders as president of hockey operations. How does Lou's present on the, uh, presence on the island affect John Tavares and whether he'll stay with that organization? Really, John? There with the New York Islanders for the rest of your career? Come on, dude. Plus, Mark Hunter taking his stick and puck, leaving Toronto, going back to his farm in Petrolia. What is he going to do next? Mike's ready to go. I'm ready to go. I know you're ready to go. The Leafs combo starts now. And here is the other half of the Leafs combo, my better half, Mike Augello from Buffalo, New York. Michael, an interesting day for hockey news. Good afternoon, Norman. Uh, yeah, the, the hits just keep on coming with the Maple Leafs. It's like mm-hmm. one after the other. Yeah, no question. So Lou Lamorello named, uh, announced president of hockey operations for the iconic New York Islanders. And then we get word a little later on in the morning, this morning, that Mark Hunter and the Maple Leafs have officially parted ways. Are we crying over this? Are we rejoicing a little bit of both? Or is this just a testament to how pro sports is done these days? You have a relationship, it works or it doesn't, and then you you move on and strike up a relationship with someone else. Well, first, it had to be expected because, you know, we we knew that Brendan Shanahan made the conscious decision to move away from Lou Lamorello after the three years. That was apparently the plan, at least in his mind. Uh, I've heard, you know, rumors that Lou wanted to stay on for another year or two. Uh, obviously, he still wants to continue working, which is the reason why he uh, he uh, joined the Islanders as uh, president of hockey operations. And it sounds like he's going to be basically in control of that organization with Garth Snow probably shuffling paper clips or something like that. Um, but he didn't want he didn't want to quit. And but once it was decided that. Uh, uh, that uh, the Shanahan wanted to move on to somebody else it was a decision of either Dubas or Hunter. And you pretty much knew that whoever lost that, that uh, job interview or that, uh, you know, that contest was probably going to be leaving the organization. So, you know, this is Brendan Shanahan's choice. I can't really say that he's done many things wrong since he joined this club four years ago. And uh, now we get to see whether Kyle Dubas, uh, you know, what it, what pretends for his, his future and the future of the Leafs. But, you know, Mark Hunter's done a great job here. Mm-hmm. He's had a lot of great players, and I don't think it's great news that he's leaving, but it's just another chapter, and we see what will happen going forward. Mark Hunter with the Maple Leafs, not for a long time, but a good time, and it's still quite possible the elements that he put into place or contributed in putting into place for the organization right now could pay dividends in terms of a Stanley Cup title in the years to come. So at some point, we may all be celebrating a, that final, that fi- finally that Leaf Stanley Cup that we've been waiting so long for. Mike, you've been waiting, what, you've just turned 87 years old? You're doing pretty well for, <laughs> you're doing pretty well for an elderly individual. Mike, sorry, I just uh, lost my microphone there. I'm so excited about that joke, but it uh, kind of wait, felt wait, 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 yeah. who's, el- who's elderly and who's not here? Jeez. <laughs> I feel like I'm a hundred. Trust me. I, I'm an old athlete. I, 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 I walk around like John Elway. 
after the game. It's, 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 it's pretty terrible. Uh, this is the Leafs conversation. I'm Norman James along with Mike uh, Jello. Uh, the point I was trying to make about Mark Hunter is that he's contributed. Now he's moving on. Who knows what he's done? He's, he's going to do next. He might just hang around a, a Budweiser Gardens and, and toil with, with the team that he owns, the junior hockey team, the London Knights. He may want to uh, join another NHL staff. I'm not, I'm not completely convinced that Mark Hunter is ready to uproot himself or his wife and get out of Petrolia and move to Long Island unless he's commuting there a couple of times a week or a few times a month. But again, he was with the Leafs for a short time uh, and a good time, and he's on his way out. Lou Lamorello still wants to continue on in this game. Interesting at that age, but uh, look, at the end of the day, it's just all part of the process, and we knew Kyle Dubas was on the fast track to becoming you know, the leader, the de facto leader of the, of the Maple Leafs. So I th- I'm, I'm hoping a lot of people don't look at this, this whole situation and this transition as if Brennan Shanahan was clearing out the fossils and making room for the millennial, right? Because that's, that's not exactly no. the way it was going down. No, and uh, I mean, the the Hunter aspect you're talking about in terms of uprooting his family, I mean, that has to be taken into consideration. Now, one of the things that was interesting about the news today was that Hunter uh, offered, apparently, or was open to staying with the Leafs through the draft, um, but it was had made it clear he was going to leave the, leave the organization, and they basically said, well, thank you, but you know, we're, if, if you're not going to stay with the organization, then you know, we'll move on, but you have a non-compete in your contract, so you can't join another NHL team until, I think, mid-July after the draft and free agency. But I, I think there's it's basically a 50-50 proposition that he just goes back to the Knights uh, and waits for another waits for a GM uh, possibility, and there are no GM spots open now. Paul Fenton was hired as the GM of the Minnesota Wild, uh, I believe it was yesterday. So there are no spots open, so he could just simply bide his time running the nights, and then next year, if a GM spot opens up, then it's then it's a good situation for him. But there have been some in, indications that you know maybe he could go to the Islanders and follow Lou Lamorello there. I, yeah, I don't know, um, but I, I think it's. I think it makes more sense for him to just go back to the Knights and basically stay open for the possibility of a job elsewhere in 2019. Considering he doesn't really want to travel too far, and you think of the NHL franchises within a close proximity of his farm, the Detroit Red Wings, maybe something opens up there, or even the Buffalo Sabres. The thing about Mark Hunter is that he will be able to take what he's done with the Maple Leafs and of course uh, his legendary work with, with the London Knights and say, look, I proof is in the pudding. I deliver results. And if you want me, um, you have to abide by my terms. And if you don't, then that's fine because I have this nest egg. I have this, this, this toy box that I can go to and, and play, you know, with, with my own toys and, and, and utilize my own hockey tools and my own hockey resources uh, in the London Knights, something that I own. So Mark Hunter's an interesting cat in that, in that way, in that he is not knocking on people's doors and asking for a job because he needs the money. The guy's already a millionaire. He's accomplished. So if you're going to get Mark Hunter, it's going to be on his terms. And considering everything that's shaken down at 40 Bay, uh, the, the complexity of the situation, not exactly to Mark Hunter's liking. So he's moving on and he'll do whatever he needs to do. Uh, we wish him well. Kyle Dubas, he's in the captain's chair now. He's got some big decisions to make. Let's go back to Lou Lamorello and what his impact might be on Long Island and the rest of the NHL um, just by association. 
What do you think Lou Lamorello can do with this organization that a lot of people are quiet, quietly root for because they are the, you know, the ugly, the redheaded stepchild, the ugly, you know, the, the kind of the, the, uh, the yin to uh, the, the Rangers yang. And you don't hear too much about the Islanders, but they have John Tavares. They have a huge decision to make on whether, you know, they can offer him as much as they want or if they're going to go in that direction. Lou Lamorello is going to be the person uh, in charge as we we, we understand it of making these big hockey decisions. How do you think he affects Tavares staying there and by association, you know, how do you think that affects the rest of the NHL and a lot of these people, a lot of these GMs with money who want to issue Tavares big contract offers and get him to July 1st. I, I think the addition of Lamorello improves the chances of Tavares staying, but remember <clears throat> this is an extremely flawed organization right now. They, they've, not had a, a, a top-level goaltender probably since, well, I mean, Di Pietro was good until he got hurt. Luongo was young when they had him. So they really haven't had a top-flight goaltender probably since Billy Smith. So, uh, you know, and, and, you know, so, I mean, that's – and that's pretty Wade sad. Wade Dublowitz. <laughs> yeah, Chris Osgood back in, back in 2002. But, you know, no, I mean, really, it's like – and that's, that's sort of when you have – Corey Snyder playing for New Jersey and Henrik Lundqvist, who's a future Hall of Famer, playing in the in the tri-state area. It, it, it's sort of glaring when you have Thomas Grace and you have Larisov Halak that that uh, you know that 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 really kills you know your team in a, in a competitive division like the Metropolitan. So I, I I think that you know one thing that Lou will do, and he as he did in Toronto, is one of the first things he did was solidify their goaltending. He realizes how important goaltending is. Uh, they have two first round picks, I think eleventh and twelfth overall. I would not be surprised as a potential number one goaltender out there that they use one of those picks to get that goaltender. And I don't know who that would be. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard Philip Grubauer, I've heard Corey Crawford indicate uh, rumors. I don't think it would take a first round pick to get him because he's uh, making six million dollars a year. But the, you know, whoever that number one goaltender is to be you know, the next guy out there, I think Lou will do like he did with with Corey Schneider in New Jersey and like he did with Freddie Anderson in in Toronto. He will go out and get that goaltender. But that's just the first of many problems that have to be addressed with the with the islanders and you know he'll he'll let's just say he'll be busy the next six to 12 months uh lou has this nickname on social media the closer i i mean i don't know i mean you can you can draw conclusions as to whether that nickname uh, makes a lot of sense or depending on historically what what he does to get deals done sure you might want to consider him to be the closer so going to long island is is he the uh, the is he the closer in a potential uh, you know deal with John Tavares that will keep him uh, as an Islander pretty much for the rest of his career? Is that what John Tavares and his representation had been waiting for for the sage old wise one to leave the Leafs and and come to Long Island and say, listen, John, this is where you need to be because I, I know that a lot of people believe that. The, the chances of Tavares signing with the Islanders uh, have gone up since Lou's arrival. I just, I refuse to believe that he's the reason why, Lou is the reason why John Tavares will choose to finish his career on Long Island. I, I just don't believe it. Yeah, I would be surprised if it had much of an effect. It's what Lou can do. But the thing is, is there's a very short window. We're talking about, you know, a little over a month and he really can't make trades until after the season is complete. 
And there, again, there's a number of situations with that team that have to be addressed. You know, contracts, you know, guys like Anders Lee need to be re-signed. Their defense was not the greatest last year. A lot of injuries, the goaltending, as I said. And, you know, just the, the, the building situation in, with Brooklyn, you know, whether you know, they're going to be going back to the Nassau Coliseum, which I think has something around 13,000 seats. So the, the financial base is not, as, is not there. And, you know, the Barclays uh, situation was a disaster. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that need to be fixed, and that's why I think it's still more than 50-50 chance that Tavares says, okay, I, you know, there are situations out there like San Jose or Vegas or Nashville or, you know, to, I'll throw Toronto in there, although I, I've never been convinced that he's coming to Toronto. That, you know, might be more, uh, uh, I'd say, beneficial to him because if his goal is to win a Stanley Cup, I don't think it's going to happen with the Islanders for the next three or four years, even with Lou reorganizing that team. This is the combo. I'm Norman James. Mike Agello is my podcast partner in crime. If you're on the Leafs combo YouTube channel, thank you for, for being here. I hope you've subscribed. We have so much content uh, set to come your way over the days, weeks, and months ahead. It's going to make your head spin, but it'll be worthwhile not overly redundant, just good lease conversation, man. That's what we do. Tell your friends. We're trying to hit some milestones in terms of subscribers uh, and listening hours because we want to build this thing into something that is sustainable and that's long-term and it's a place for all of us to come and just talk lease, man. Um, you know, the, on John Tavares, he's just at such a, a critical point in his career, okay? And here's a guy who loved the Maple Leafs, wanted to be a part of the Maple Leafs, would have loved to have been drafted by, by the Maple Leafs and Years later, he could be in a position where if Kyle Dubas and the brass decide to make him a, a sizable uh, competitive offer, why doesn't he just take it, Mike? Because the Leafs are now on that road towards true contentionhood. We know they need help on defense, but they're, they'll, they'll get there. Kyle Dubas will find a way. Whether he uh, elevates Martin Marinson and frees Martin Marinson and brings him up to the top. You know, I'm kidding because um, I know how much you love Martin Marinson. Or find somebody else. The Leafs are going to get there. It's the mighty Maple Leafs, for goodness sakes, the biggest team in hockey. You can wear that Maple Leafs crest on your chest for the rest of your career and play with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and, and Morgan Riley and whomever else they're bringing up and be a part of the biggest team in hockey and go and win that cup. Why not do it? Go for it. If you're given the opportunity, go and do it. The Leafs aren't a bunch of also-rans. They're not a team circling the toilet bowl. This is as good as they've been since forever and this is the chance you could be that piece why not do it well the taking the glass is half full approach here i mean if you were looking at this say three four five years ago when the team was wallowing outside of the playoffs or you know at the bottom of the league you know the chances would be next to nothing even though they would have tons of money to throw at them because i think it would be looked upon as john Tavares being the savior and I think that there was sort of that feeling with Stamkos. I mean, remember, but they were going after Stamkos, I think, a week after they drafted Austin Matthews. So at that point, this was a team that finished 30th overall. Um, you know, they had good young players playing in the minors or playing in junior or, or playing over in Europe, but they were not. You know, you had Babcock, and he comes in and he finishes last. So there was no proof of this team making the turn in direction. Now they've made two, the playoffs two years in a row. You've got one of the best young centers in the league in Matthews. You've got really good young forwards. You know, the team needs to improve 
on defense. I mean, the, it's it's more uh, you can make more of a case that the, that a Tavares or a player like that would say, okay, here's an opportunity to win. It's the question now that if you add Tavares and you're going to have to sign Matthews at the same time probably that you sign Tavares and they have the same agent in Pat Brisson, so that might not be as difficult as you think, but it could be, you know, paying both of them $11 million a year, which would be, you know, more than what uh, Kane and Taves are being paid in Chicago. You're going to probably have to, you know, the, the, up, the upheaval that's going on in the Leaf management right now will probably carry forth to the upheaval on the roster because they're probably yeah. going to have to move players out that they can't, they know that they won't be able to afford in the next couple of years. So that, I mean, yes, there, there are definitely pluses when it comes to adding Tavares and you could look at the Tavares Matthews combo as what sort of what Pittsburgh has with Malkin and Crosby. And if you look at them, you know, they haven't had those two, they haven't had a defense that you would say is one of the best in the league because they had two of the best centers in the league. You might go at it, go at it that way, but that's not. That's still not the traditional way. I, I still think that this organization is going to go to bolster their blue line and lock up their young guys. And even though it would be, sure. it would be great. I, I just don't think that the dream of John Tavares and blue and white is going to happen. If if he was given the choice and the offer was competitive, and Kyle Dubas and the staff were prepared to have to to juggle uh, some of. Uh, their financial strategies to make things work. I, 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 and the onus was on John Tavares. It should be a, a no-brainer. Um, but I, I'm wondering sometimes if the league frowns upon these big free agents changing teams the way they used to. Free agency isn't what it once was. Players end up signing long-term contracts to, to stay uh, with the team they were drafted by. And that's just a part and parcel of today's NHL. A lot of it has to do with the salary cap. Um, and it's just, it's a free agency back in our days, Mike, free agency was so much more fun, but now the league would tell you that things are a lot more stabilized and, and they'd rather have these big uh, homegrown talents eventually like make that decision to stay with the organization where they grew and, and continue on down that path. But for John Tavares, you know, does he want to go down as one of the great players, potential Hall of Famers, who's never really had a chance to win a Stanley Cup because he stayed with an organization that just couldn't get its shit together? Um, that that certainly remains to be seen. It would be a lot of listen, free agency. I don't care what people say about wanting to retain and William Nylander or not, keep never wanting to break the band up and being contractually uh, astute and, and, and smart. I don't care how much you love that stuff. If John Tavares is signed by the Maple Leafs. On July 1st, you're going bananas. You're loving it because it's, it's the theater. It's the excitement. Uh, we have two minutes, Mike. What do you want to add? Well, you, ha- you have to remember that the, the Leafs have Brandon Pridham, who is a wizard when it comes to the salary cap. And I've been sort of throwing this idea out there that, you know, the last couple of years, they've had Lu- the, the LTIR contract of uh, Nathan Horton and Lupul. And if they, if, they ever want, if they ever want to go out there and do a, do a deal like a Tavares, it's it's on it's it's now accepted basically you know with Arizona trading for Dave Bolin with Mark Savard's deal with Pavel Pavel Datsuk with players who are on LTIR LTIR being traded as commodities so teams could either fill the cap space or open up more cap space if they wanted to trade for or sign a John Tavares or trade for somebody who's a big money contract they all they have to do really is to trade for somebody who's on long term injury 
it's just money out of the pocket of MLS and E, and that would be a way to open up more than the whatever the cap is to to afford a bigger contract. So that's the one thing. Kyle Dubas and this organization will take all the opportunities to use all the assets and all the positives of this organization to make the team better. So I, I don't think there's any limitation of what they'll do. And that's one of many possibilities. We have no clue how it's all going to shake out. The only thing we can do is talk about it, wait and see. And when something happens, we collab for a convo. Michael, have yourself a wonderful day. Thanks, Norman. Have you seen our new logo yet? It's terrific. It has an old school retro vibe to it. Now, if we only knew who sent it to us, a big thanks to Anonymous from Toronto who gifted the Leafs combo with its newest branding representation. Whoever you are, Anonymous, we're grateful. See the logo anytime on our YouTube channel. Anonymous knows how to get it done. Hey, Anonymous, keep sending me those goods, bad boy. The Leafs combo at gmail.com. Do it right now. That's going to do it for the Leafs Convo podcast. If you're on the YouTube channel, thank you very much for being here. Make sure to subscribe to the page. Keep coming back. Tell your friends in the comments section below each podcast. Leave your takes. Leave your rants. Rip us. Lot us. The key is keep coming back. Leafs news continues to evolve the same way this franchise evolves. It's going places. Is John Tavares going to reach free agency, test the market, perhaps field an offer from the Maple Leafs? Maybe Kyle Dubas doesn't even care about John Tavares. And his whole mindset is to elevate those cats at Rico Coliseum, vying for a Calder Cup right now, and move them on to join the Cats with the Maple Leafs who are going to be vying for Stanley Cups in these seasons to come. We shall see. Let's talk about it. The Leafs Combo YouTube page open for business right now. For Mike Agello, I'm Norman James. We will talk soon. Peace.